The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. In the money, the skies are sunny. And old man recession, you are through. You have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We're going to talk about the stock market, social security, inflation, taxes estate planning, retirement plan, you name it, we talk about it and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week is going to be no exception because we have a show that is chock full of boring financial stuff. But we're going to make it entertaining and fun. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. I love it. Yes, I do. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So it means that we work with people who are over 50, who are retired, or who are retiring soon. So if that is you, then uh, this show is designed for you. And uh, our entire business is designed to help you to achieve what we call your retirement, which is your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play. Have fun, enjoy. We want all of that for you and we want to facilitate it. Now, our website is rpoa.com. And just so you know, we podcast this show. So for those of you who've been listening for all these years, now you can get it downloaded to your device. You can listen to it on your schedule. So we uh, currently, it's amazing. We've gone from zero to 18,000 subscribers just over the last uh, three months. And it's remarkable how fast uh, the podcast is, uh, is growing. And if you're not one of the people who are subscribing, hmm... Maybe you should. So if you go to our website or one of your streaming services, you can get that. And uh, also, just in case uh, you did not know, because I've never mentioned this before on the show, uh, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors. And they actually did that eight years in a row, which shows that they are demented. They have totally lost their senses. But be that as it may, uh, without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. We're so appreciative. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first, in the first segment, 
As you may have noticed, September was like the worst month we've had since March of last year, which was when the pandemic hit. Okay, so we had the worst month since the worst month of last year, which was the pandemic month. So what the heck is going on? Where do we go from here? What does it all mean? Well, I've entitled the first segment, As the Pendulum Swings. So it's uh, As the World Turns. Those of you who are old enough to remember the soap opera, well, this is not As the World Turns. It's As the Pendulum Swings. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, in our first segment. Now, also, as we head into October, guess what time of the year that is? Well, it is time for Medicare enrollment, and you're going to be getting one gazillion ads thrown your way regarding Medicare enrollment. So I'm going to tell you what you should know about uh, Medicare, in our opinion, to educate you so that you can uh, uh, wade through all the advertising that you're about to be subjected to. Now, also, as we do every week, we're going to talk about uh, Social Security. And, uh, you know, Social Security is probably the most uh, talked about topic when it comes to our clients, when we're visiting, and how, when, all that stuff we talk about. And uh, you guys make my life easy, so I want to thank you for sending me your questions, and please do so. My email address is ken at rpoa.com. Uh, and by the way, our website is... Uh, <laughs> is rpoa.com also. So uh, if you go to Ken at RP, if you email me your questions, I'll endeavor to answer those. So I've got some new questions about how to maximize your Social Security benefits. Now, also in uh, our uh, fourth segment this week, I'm going to talk about how to run out of money during your retirement. And then I'm going to throw in a Borat. Not. <laughs> I love Borat. Borat was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. The first one. I didn't see the second one. But how to run out of money during your retirement. Not. So we're going to go over some uh, thoughts for you with regard to why and how you should, uh, you should protect yourself from stuff that could cause you to run out of money during your retirement. So we'll have that for you as well. And you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most of us would say, you know what, if we did just that, we have done more than a listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. Oh, don't you dare stop me because on this show, do we only go where people expect us to? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. Now, this is around the time when many of you listening to this show have had one of the saddest moments of your entire life, and that is when you take your child off to college. And believe me, I have three daughters, and I went through it. It's, it's really tough, um, and so I feel for you. Uh, you'll get over it, let me tell you, but uh, it's tough when you're doing it. But I want to talk with you uh, at about 10 till, how to, now that they're going off to college, your estate planning and theirs needs to be relooked at and changed potentially because now they're not uh, they're not babies no more. And so we're going to talk about that with you. So if you have a college age student uh, in your family in your life, then uh, you'll want to be here at about ten till we talk about that. So speaking of uh, that, um, I got to hold my grandson for the first time last week. Um, and I went, and you know, everybody said that when you hold your grandson, your whole life changes. Everything's, you know, it's like you're transformed. And I was like, yeah, right. That, how does that even happen, right? So when my daughter put my grandson, his name is Nathaniel, 
in my in my arms and I held him. It was really strange because it, it's like it's almost like this energy connection. It's it's the weirdest sensation. I felt it where it's like you just automatically just feel like your energy and the baby's energy connected and you're bonded and you're looking at him and it's like wow it's true <laughs> so that little guy i mean he's right now he can't even see he's only three weeks old but still it, it's really remarkable so i'm looking forward to when he's older and we can start playing tennis and doing stuff together it's gonna be a lot of fun so anyway so let's talk about as the pendulum swings okay um and so one of the things that is really interesting about investor behavior is that they tend to be overly optimistic and they tend to be overly pessimistic. So what happens is that when things are going well, everybody seems to want to, they all get excited, they jump on the bandwagon and they drive and they buy and they buy and then when it's going up, other people start buying because it's going up and it builds this whole momentum and the pendulum just swings all the way over to the, what uh, uh, Alan Greenspan said is the irrational exuberance side, right? Where everybody is just so excited, they're all buying, buy, buy, buy. And so the pendulum swings way that way. Well, if that happens, then most likely what has also happened is that it's gone too far. And this overly optimistic view is, is not reality. It's fantasy. It's, uh, it's romance. And so you see this big swing uh, too far in one way. So then what happens? Reality sets in where you have, for example, right now that we're not recovering as quickly as maybe people thought. We have a Delta variant. We have supply chain issues. We have inflation. We have all kinds of stuff going on around the world. You know, so all of those things all of a sudden are like, oh, well, maybe it's not going to be as over the top rosy as we thought it would be. And so people look at the valuations and they say, well, you know, maybe I should take my profits now. And so what happens is that people sell. And then once the selling starts, guess what happens? Just reverse the process. People start selling because it's going down. Oh, my gosh, the sky's falling. It's the end of everything that we know. The market's going to go to zero. I'm going to lose all my money. I got to get out. And so people start selling, and the pendulum swings in the other direction. And then when it overshoots on that side, then the buyers come back in. Oh, this is, you know, we got value here. We got bargain prices. We're going to buy. And it swings back the other way. So net-net, what you got to keep your eye on, in our view, is corporate profits. That's <laughs> Yes, in the end, all this behavior is going to be the, the driving force behind what the stock market does over time, in our view, is profits of companies. As companies have profits, they become more valuable, their stock price goes up, and vice versa. So as we look at the profit picture, what we see is that we have an economy that is still recovering. That hasn't changed. Yes, we have inflation, but that supply chain issues, those when the Delta variant slows down, which we believe it will, will take care of themselves and we'll have more supply. That will bring prices down. So a lot of the things that are causing this hand-wringing, this anxiety, and this selling will, we think, dissipate and the pendulum will swing the other way. So right now, as you've seen, we have the worst month uh, since uh, March of last year, uh, which is insane because we're not anywhere near as bad off as we were in March of last year. But that, we believe, is an emotional reaction and therefore not something to panic about. In fact, it may actually be a buying opportunity. So that's where we view it. And so what do you do? Now, if you are over 50, 
retired or retiring soon. And I'm going to talk about in our fourth segment how to run out of money during your retirement, not. Uh, and one of the things that we believe you should have is you should be invested right now. That's what we, uh, we're fully invested. But we also believe that you should have a protection mechanism. You should invest and protect. And we have a strategy that does that. It, it, it is designed to invest and protect. And in fact, it said to sell in November of 2007 before the 2008 market crash. It said to sell on March 10th, which was the day before the pandemic was officially announced and before the huge drop that came after that uh, in, in March and April of last year. And so we want to help protect your retirement from big, bad losses. So go to our website, learn all about all the different strategies. We have videos, we have articles, we have podcasts, we have all kinds of stuff. And you can also attend. We have some upcoming seminars that you can attend on retirement planning and social security. We have so much content and so much, uh, so many resources. It's all at rpoa.com. That's our website, rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what you should know about Medicare since it's enrollment time. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And uh, I want to talk with you now about Medicare and what you should know about Medicare, in my in our view. Um, and that's because uh, we're heading into Medicare enrollment time now. And uh, as you know, if you're in that demo, once Medicare enrollment time comes... Okay, I don't even know what that is, Jack. What is that sound? That is a sound that I do not recognize, okay? Because I'm too young to recognize that sound. But uh, Medicare enrollment uh, is what's coming up and so we're going to give you a primer on uh, Medicare, all right, so that you know what it's all about. So we're going to go through what A, B, C, D, and Medicare supplement and all that stuff. We're going to go through that with you here. Uh, so let me get started. So first of all, um, yeah, you're going to be getting a gazillion ads thrown at you here. In fact, it's, it's like intrusive. You know, I, I'm, I'm not old enough yet. I'm, I'm 63, but I can't even imagine what it's like. I was talking to a client and she was like, man, you turn 65 and it's like the whole planet is sending you stuff. It's like, it's, it's, it's actually obnoxious. But anyway, so there are basically, there are lots of parts to Medicare. So part A is essentially hospitalization insurance. Okay. So basically it covers hospitalization. So think of part A as buildings or places you might stay or get care overnight. Okay, so that's what it pays for. And there's a deductible with that. It's a per occurrence deductible. And then there's a per day coinsurance amount, and that changes every year, which is why you need to look at it and, and, and realize what's going on. So the deductible is not exactly per stay, but I want to keep it simple. The deductible is not annual, so you're, you also need to pay more than one Part A deductible in one year. It's possible. Okay, so just a little bit of that. Part B of Medicare is the one that covers doctors, therapists. So think of Part B as the people that you get care from. So Part A is the buildings and places that you stay uh, or go to, and Part B is the people that you get care from. Now, there is an annual deductible and a coinsurance amount depending on the service. And also, if the doctor that you go to accepts Medicare but not Medicare assignment, then you can be in, on the hook for an additional 15% of their charges. Okay, so this all this is called excess doctor fees. That's a nice term for it, isn't it? So over time, more doctors are going to start charging these excess doctor fees. So be careful. All right, make sure you understand which doctor you have and all that. Now, Part C is what's called Medicare Advantage. 
This is private insurance. So these are private insurance companies that essentially do what I call filling the hole in the donut. Okay, so Medicare is the donut, but there's a hole in the middle of it. So the private insurance companies provide uh, this uh, this insurance. So you can you 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 must continue to pay for your Part B premium. Okay. But you cannot use the original Medicare benefit. So once you transfer coverage from Medicare to Medicare Advantage, meaning you're now using one of these private companies, then they are under the insurance company rules. And the rules are very strict. So in many cases, the difference in price is not warranted, okay, because they all have to provide the exact same thing. So if one provides better service, then you might want to go and pay the higher price. But generally, you want to shop around and make sure you understand that. So if you have a pre-existing condition, it will almost be impossible to leave one of the plans once you've enrolled for over a year. Okay, So this is because the type of plan which limits the liability requires medical underwriting. Okay, So be careful about that. Part D, this is prescription drug coverage. Okay, so this one is uh, just like it sounds. It pays for your prescriptions. This is one you need to look at again every year. And the reason why is because the company that you're with that's providing you the Part D may change their coverage. They may change their rules. And they may not cover the prescriptions that you had before when they did, you know, they did the prior year and then the next year they're not going to. They may still cover it, but another company may pay for more of it. So one of the exercises that you need to do every year is go through and make sure that your Part D, if you're getting it, is up to, uh, up to the standards that you want and the pricing that you want. So, and one more thing, if, if you don't have a credible drug plan and you don't purchase one when you're first eligible, okay, during your first eligibility, a penalty of 1% of the average cost of drug plans starts building up monthly. So it doesn't take long for that penalty to add up to a lot. So even if you don't take any drugs right now, you should consider purchasing the lowest premium drug plan to avoid this penalty, okay? So there's a lot to be thinking about, and that's what we do. As retirement planning specialists, that's what we do. We help people understand the complexities of all these government programs, Social Security, Medicare. You know, it, it's extremely complex. So here's what I want you to do. Go to our website. It's, it's rpoa.com. And when you get there, click on Meet with an Advisor. If you do that, then we'll schedule a time either virtually or in person to visit with you. And what we'll do is we'll build you an entire retirement plan. We'll look at your cash flow. We'll look at Social Security decisions. We'll look at Medicare. We'll help you with that as well. We'll look at uh, your income taxes, your estate planning, your insurance coverage. We'll look at the whole picture. We'll build a plan with you. And I say with you, not for you. We want you to participate. It's interactive. And when it's done, if you like what you see and you want to work with us, that is wonderful. That is fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Okay? So either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And you know what? Bogey is right. It is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Click with meet. Click on meet with an advisor, and then we'll schedule a time to visit and go over all that with you. So uh, we look forward to helping you if we can. All right. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're speaking of Social Security. We're going to talk about how to maximize your Social Security benefits. So we have some ideas for you on that. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And uh, we're going to talk in this segment. <clears throat> 
about, I think, maybe the most talked about topic that we have with clients of all, and that is when, how to take Social Security benefits. And uh, you guys make my life easy because uh, I ask you to send me your questions so that I can answer them on the show. And if you go to our website, uh, rather, if you want to email me your questions, it's ken at rpoa.com. And uh, when I get your questions, I'll, I'll do my best to answer them. And by the way, I just want to tell you that if you have not subscribed to podcast this show, you ought to, right? Uh, in the last three months, we've, we've uh, gone from almost zero to 18,000 new subscribers. It's just remarkable to me how fast we're growing and we'd love to have you get the show on your on your schedule and all that all the major streaming services just find money matters with ken morafe podcast it and benefit from this show at your convenience anyway so let's uh, let's answer a question so the first question i have here for today is i will be 66 in december and I want to draw my Social Security benefits when I get to 66. And I will be getting $2,304. Okay. My wife will be 66 in October. Okay. So that's this month. Uh, and she wants to draw her benefits when she turns 66. And her benefit will be $545. She wants to draw her spousal benefit off of me since her benefit is less than half of mine. So first of all, one thing that uh, to set the stage here is that you can get half of your half of your spouse's or yours, whichever is the higher. But what he's asking here are the question around the rules on that. So question is, does she have to wait for me to file in December when I turn 66 before she draws anything? The answer, and he, and he says, uh, so let me answer that first, for that question first. He, uh, she would file for her benefit in October and get her $545, okay? Now, when you file in December, she can then apply for her spousal benefit and start receiving half of yours, which would be $1,152. So her benefit, and this is getting kind of wonky here, but her benefit is actually made up of two components. Her benefit of $545, but then they add on the spousal benefit, which gets you to half of his or half of yours. So remember, the spousal benefit is not automatic, which means that you have to go online and apply for it. So uh, when I, without knowing any, any more details, my, my answer is yes, go ahead and start getting hers this month in October, and then when you file in December at your age 66, she can then apply to get half of yours, okay? Uh, but she can only do that by applying. They're not going to give it to you automatically. They don't call you up, Social Security doesn't, and say, oh, by the way, you forgot to get half of your spouses, so we're going to do it for you. No, they're not going to do that. You have to do it yourself. So make sure you do it, and uh, that will add about $600 a month to your, to your wife's benefits, and that's a lot of money over the course of time. So I'm glad we had this talk. I am too, Tom. Um, do we have time for one more question? Let me see. Um, I'm 67. I've been collecting Social Security. My wife is 63. She has a small work record. We went to Social Security to file for her spousal benefit, and we're told she is not eligible for spousal benefit. Can, I, can you tell me where I can go online to find reference that shows that she can get her spousal? Yes. She is entitled, and yes, they gave you bad advice, and yes, you should go online and check that. 
Okay, just check it online. Online is almost all is almost always correct. In person, sometimes people make mistakes. That's just a human factor. So if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then what I'd encourage you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com. When you're there, as I said, you can podcast a show. You can uh, watch videos. You can attend. You can attend our seminars. We have some social security seminars coming up. We also have stuff on Medicare on there. We're getting into Medicare enrollment period. We also have the ability to meet with one of our retirement planners and build your plan. We have so many resources available to you. We want to maximize your retirement and help you to have your second childhood without parental supervision. So go to rpoa.com and avail yourself of all those wonderful resources. And we look forward to helping you. All right, we are going to talk, uh, we're going to take a break. And when you come back, we're going to talk about how to run out of money during your retirement. Not so stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And, uh, you know, Inc. Magazine has this uh, list of the 5,000 fastest-growing companies in the United States. And uh, we've made that list uh, twice out of the last uh, three years. <laughs> and I think one of the primary reasons for that is that uh, our philosophy of invest and protect resonates with the people that we want to work with. So if your offering matches what your customer wants, then likely is that you're going to see some growth in your business. And our view is that, yes, growth is important, but protecting principle is even more important. And the reason why we believe that is that uh, if you – and you can Google this, and, and it's, it, it's called sequential risk – all right, Google that, sequential risk. And what you'll find is that sequential risk, when it comes to your retirement, means when do you experience a loss in your investments? When you experience that is extremely important. So, and sequential risk means that if you, it looks at, is it more dangerous to your retirement to experience a large loss early in your retirement or is it more dangerous to experience it later in your retirement? Now, interestingly, there have been some studies where people have asked, people have been asked that question. So I'll ask you, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you were to experience a loss of, let's call it 30% of your money, because your investments went down in a big, bad bear market like 2008 or Y2K or whatever. So let, let's just make that our assumption. Would you rather lose that, that 30% when you had just retired early in your retirement, or would you prefer to experience it you know, 15 or 20 years into your retirement? What's interesting is that most people give the wrong answer there. And the wrong answer is I'd prefer to have it early you know, when I had just retired because they think I'll have more time to build it back as opposed to if I'm old and I get it then, then I don't have time to build it back. Well, the actual truth is it's the opposite. And sequential risk means having that kind of risk, that big loss early in your retirement, is way more detrimental than having it later in your retirement. There's no doubt about it. So let me give you – yes, and I believe it is there is no doubt. And it's mathematical as well. So let me give you a, a real-life example of what could have happened. Okay, So I'm going to use – when I say real life, I'm going to use an actual decade, a 15-year period – and give you what actually happened. So here are the assumptions. Uh, first of all, um, the year this is all going to start is January 1st of 2000, okay? And we're going to end our story in 2015, at the end of 2015. So it's actually 16 years. We're also going to assume that you retired with $1 million, my favorite number, okay? So you retired with a $1 million, right? That's a lot. 
And uh, it's a lot today, but back in 2000, that was a real lot, okay? So you're tired of the million dollars. We're going to assume that you're going to take out 4% per year. And we're also going to assume that that 4% per year is going to go up each year with inflation by 2%. Okay, so in other words, you start with uh, 4%, and each year it goes up a little bit, okay, with inflation. Now, we're going to also assume that you invest all your money here in the, in the stock market in the S&P, which you can't invest in the S&P directly, or you have to get in a fund or an ETF, and also we're assuming that you're 100% invested there, that you're not diversified into other things. So let's do the math here. You start with a million dollars, and in the first year, you take out 40000 and it's Y2K. So you may remember that in, in Y2K, the market, the, the S&P dropped by 10%. So you lost uh, $100,000 to the market, and you also lost 40000 because you took that out. So in that very first year, you took out $141,000. So now you're left with 858000 in your first year, your, your million now is at 850. So you start year two, which is 2001, uh, with 850. You take out 4%, 40,000 plus inflation, $800, so 40,800. But guess what? The, the S&P dropped 13% in 2001. So the market took 112,000, you took 40,000, you add them both together, 152,000 of your money just went out the door. And at the end of year two, you're down to 700,000. You've already, you're down 300,000 in your first two years of retirement. Then year number three, 2002 comes along. You start with your 850, or your 700 rather. You take out another 41,000 because you got to live, right? You got to spend money to, to live. And guess what? In 2002, the S&P fell 23%. So that's another 164,000 that goes out the door. So your 40, the market's 160, puts you at a minus 200. You're in your third year of retirement, and you now have 500,000 of your original million left. Now, what that means is now when you're taking $40,000 out of 500000 that's 8%. You started with saying, I'm only going to take four. You're now taking eight. And every year, it gets worse and worse. And by the year 2015, you are down to $200,000, and you're having to take out 20% of your money just to cover your cost of living. Your investments need to make 20% a year. That's a tall order for anybody to have. And likely is you're going to run out of money. So that's called sequential risk, and that's a real life. That really happened. Those returns that I just gave you, I didn't make them up. That's what happened between Y2K and 2015. Fascinating. And if it can happen once, it can happen again. Don't kid yourself, okay? The Great Depression was actually worse than that. 2008 was about the same. So you need to make sure, in my view, in our view, that you have a strategy to protect against sequential risk, against that. So, and, and that... Our strategy is called Invest and Protect. It told us to sell in November of 2007 before the big market crash of 2008. It told us to sell in March of last year before the big down that happened. Uh, it had already started, but before the big down happened. So we want to protect you from that kind of thing. Now, if our strategy resonates, if you believe that protection is important, go to our website. It's rpoa.com and uh, go to uh, attend our seminars, podcast our show, listen to our uh, video, watch our videos. All at rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what to do now that your child has gone off to college with your estate planning. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morave. This is the part of the show where we talk about estate planning, which is how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. 
And uh, this week, we're going to talk about the least deserving, most unwashed of all of your heirs, and that's your child that you just sent off to college. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, for those of you who have just done that, which I think many of you are either doing it or have done it just recently, I remember with my three girls, man, it is one of the saddest moments in your entire life. I think I, it's terrible to say this, but I think I cried more uh, with my daughters going off to college than I did with my when my father died, which is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, it's a very it's a very emotional and it's very traumatizing. I cried for two weeks. Uh, maybe I overdid it. I need therapy, I think, Jack. But anyway, uh, it does change your estate planning, all right? And uh, because now they're over 18, most likely, and uh, suddenly they're of majority and things change. So we're going to talk all about that. But first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care and though my pocket may be empty, I'd be a millionaire. And of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches. And you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. We do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So the first thing that I want to go over with you is that, uh, you know, with all the stuff that you've been thinking about to get your child off to college and packing and all the travel and all that, uh, you may not have realized that there's a legal thing that's happening that you need to address as well. So no matter how close you are, when your child leaves home, it's important to remember that legally, you may not hold the same rights in your relationship that you did in the first 18 years of your child's life. Okay, because now they're, if they're over 18, likely is they're, they're a legal adult. And so does your child have legal documents that will allow you to provide support and obtain information if something unexpected happens. Okay, so for example, once you're no longer your child's legal guardian because they've reached majority, then anything that, and, and again, the state planning is planning for stuff that we don't like to think about. Okay, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. So forgive me for this conversation, but I'm a planner. I plan for the worst and hope for the best. So once you're no longer your child's legal guardian, Matters that pertain to his or her health cannot be disclosed to you without your child's consent. So if they're, if they're a majority and they get sick or they go to the hospital or whatever it may be, just because you're their parent, you have no rights here. So it's important that, you know, if your child has an accident or becomes incapacitated or all those kind of things, it's important that you think that they have their estate planning in order as well, which means they need to have certain documents uh, that uh, give you the rights to take care of them, to see their medical records and all that kind of stuff. Also, you know, you don't, nobody likes to think about worst case scenarios, but who will manage all the healthcare decisions if they can't make them? Okay, they become incapacitated. Who's going to take care of them going forward? They're an adult now. You can't just assume that you get to do that. Okay, and in addition, so they need to name somebody as who's going to help them with those kinds of decisions, just as you have if you've listened to the show and followed my advice and you've done your own uh, powers of attorney. So these are important things. And, and, so, and there's also the possibility, God forbid, that your child dies. And so if that happens, then, you know, what happens to whatever – 
they have. Maybe it's not a lot. Maybe you give them a car or whatever. But those are things that you should think about in advance as a good planner. Now, none of these are pleasant things to think about. But believe me, if you don't plan for them and then you get stuck doing them, that's even worse. Okay, so an ounce of prevention is worth, you know, what is it, 10 pounds of cure? So that's what I would recommend. Now, by the way, do not do any of this by yourself. Talk to a professional. Make sure you talk to an attorney or somebody who understands all this stuff. Or better yet, go to our website. Our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, you can uh, attend. We have seminars coming up on Social Security. We have seminars coming up on uh, retirement planning. Now that we seem to be coming out of this uh, pandemic and what you should be doing now, we also have the ability for you to meet with one of our retirement planners. So if you click on meet with an advisor, what we'll do is we'll schedule a time to visit with you, no charge or obligation, and we'll build an entire plan with you. We'll look at your cash flow, your retirement, uh, your pension, your profit sharing plan, your 401k. We'll look at social security decisions, insurance decisions, estate planning stuff. We'll do that with you as well. We'll go from soup to nuts with you. We'll answer your questions and we'll help you to build your retirement plan. And if you, and if you like what you see and you want to work with us, wonderful, fantastic, great. And if you don't, that's fine too. Okay. So either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. Oh well, Dorothy, it's not too wonderful to be true because it is true. So if you go to our website, avail yourself of all of those uh, wonderful benefits. It's at rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. You know what? This show's over already. I cannot believe how fast it's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.